Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Cultivate Seed Me Relapse edition. This is the episodic audiobook series where I, Con Lavery, read to you books that I wrote, narrated, and did the improv music to as well. Now, if you've got the ebook or print version of a lot of my work, you'll see a really varying artwork. A lot of it tends to be photo collage with gouache within uh, the pages and some of the covers. Actually, the cover to uh, Cultivate is a photo collage that I did, um, which is a mixed media. So it's all part of the transmedia storytelling experience that I am fascinated with. You can learn all about that on my Patreon, where there are new short stories and tidbits and other goodies if you are a diehard fan and want to learn all about the work that I do and how it all relates to the macrocosm. In terms of this season, we are on episode six of Cultivate, and uh, we left Logan and Janet off in, um, at the party where Logan did some coke. He uh, had a re- really weird scenario in the alleyway where he ran into the old man from the farmer's market and his big and burly goon from the show at the Aging Gorilla. So that's all weird, and he was coked out, and he was hearing voices. He vomited. It was really an uncomfortable time. And then uh, Janet shows up out of nowhere, which is odd. So uh, they're leaving the party. Let's see why. Why Janet left, and Logan needs to decompress after what he saw. Chapter 6. Not So Alone. The night is closing for the baboons on White Ave, meaning it's the last call for drinks. Before two in the morning, you commonly see three types of people I get a kick out of. Type one, the lucid. This type is desperate. They haven't made any potential connections during the night and will pathetically hit on anything that moves. That body they saw earlier in the night, maybe it isn't so bad. I believe this is known as the closing time effect. Type two, the lost. Drunk and isolated from their friends, this type of person wanders aimlessly through the night streets. They're upset, losing their liquor buzz, and unable to operate their phone due to intoxication. Type 3. The Devourer After the last call, this type cannot wait to jam their face with a meat donair with extra meat on the side. They'll chew on their dough flesh combo slowly like a grazing cow. Their jaws are half-functional thanks to the exhaustion and liquor. Bonus type, the infinity. This type of person isn't shutting down for the night. Oh no, they're going to find that after party, probably the one I was at, find the drugs and we'll keep going until sunrise. I'm outside a liquor store, smoking, beside a donair shop where there's plenty of type threes chowing down on their night snacks. I've lost my appetite, but enjoy watching as the bar's bouncers round up the cattle out of the barn to roam free. My mind keeps replaying the scowl on the old man's face. He glared at the sight of my cigarette. It doesn't seem like an important detail, except for the fact that the Vicky lookalike weirdo did the same thing. That drink can't come soon enough. Thankfully, there's one sneaky liquor store still open past two in the morning where I grab a small bottle of whiskey. Janet comes out of the Donair shop just as some bonus types hurry into the liquor store, hoping to hold on to the fleeting joy of booze. Sorry, I'm getting weird stomach pains, Janet says. It looks like I'm not the only one. Janet and I leave the main dragon head for Saskatchewan Drive. It's north of White Ave and overlooks the dense river valley. At night, 
It's a beautiful view of downtown Edmonton skyscrapers with orange and red leaves just in front of it from the ravine. Right now, the bench serves as a cool-down area to gather our thoughts. Something is on Janet's mind, that much I can tell, despite coming down from coke and still scared shitless. I know why I need that drink. Why does Janet? I crack the whiskey open, taking a sip and passing it to the hippie. The cheap burn goes down nicely, letting me appreciate the night view for a moment. Then, I ask Janet. Alright, I'm not naive. What happened at the party? Sorry? <coughs> Janet says, coughing on the drink as if I surprised her. Why were you looking for me to leave with you? Why not skip? Janet takes another swig, passing me the drink. I was upset. About? I ask. I went looking for Skip but found him fucking some bitch in a closet. I nod, trying to be understanding. In actuality, I'm battling a smirk from the amusing visual painted in my mind. A coked out Skip crammed into a closet trying to get hot and steamy with a gal, then being caught red-handed. Knowing him, he'd try to have Janet join in on the fun. I restrain my amusement and say, must hurt. Yeah, I mean, we weren't exactly dating, but it hurts, you know? She still has a drunken slur. Call me an asshole, but what did you expect from a guy who's like 10 years older than you? I'm 24. Wow, misjudged that, I say. Skip is 29. Could have sworn you were only 19 or something. You're sweet, but no, I'm, uh, old. I liked him too. She wipes her face, looking away from me. Whatever. She's still sniffling. I know what she wants. A shoulder to cry on. What a cliche. Skip is my partner in crime. Sometimes, I don't agree with the choices he makes, but in the end, I stand by his side. In situations like this, I never say much. To be honest, I don't even know why I try to mediate either. What do I owe Janet? I'm probably better off walking home. What was that in the alley? Janet asks. What do you mean? I ask. You look pissed, scared, and in shock all at once. Do I tell her? It's okay, Janet says. I won't judge. Mind reader. I say, this sounds crazy, okay? But bear with me. Janet smiles. Okay. The night you and I met, I was with that chick. She wore this floral pattern coat. It was made of a weird velvety material. This old guy and his meathead partner have matching tattoos on the back of their necks. I swear they are the same design. Not to mention, all three of them wear black coats. That's weird reason number two. Number three... I had chatted with the old guy at the farmer's market, asking about the tattoo, but he wasn't open to talk about it. Fast forward to tonight, I saw the meathead partner for the first time at the show. The one at the aging gorilla? Yeah, just when you came to chat with me at the bar, the guy behind me had the tattoo. Oh my god, really? Yeah, he did. That had me on edge. Then I see him and the old guy in the alley at the party, and he just stops and stares at me. I got pissed off. The old guy started asking about Vicky. He knows her? I guess so, I say. He claims he didn't at the farmer's market, but tonight he was telling me she needs to come home, and I was the last one who saw her. This seems like something the police should know, Janet says. I'd tell them, but as I said, with my history, I don't think it's wise. That old man and Big and Burly are creeping me out. I think they're connected to Vicky or the drain cases for that matter. But what proof do I have? Well, why don't we do some investigating? We? I'm too drunk to think about that, I say, 
What can I really find out? I've done some digging around about the drain cases. There's nothing there. These two guys you met are new, aren't they? What about Donald Waite? He was driving the truck. Good point. I haven't thought too much about him. Just doesn't seem to make sense he's the killer. Being caught after all these years simply by speeding? The drain cases are clean. They've never had a shred of evidence. Maybe, maybe not, but it's a start. Usually, cops will let people have visitors, I think. It all seems to link back to the drain cases, like the 421. Huh. Maybe she isn't so bad to keep around. At least she doesn't think I'm crazy like Skip. Well, I haven't told her about the voices I heard earlier at the party. I'll write that off as meth-infused coke or something. Janet is surprisingly easy to talk to. Hey, what happened? I mean, with you and your ex, Janet asks. There were problems. Work has always been tough for me to find and, um, uh, I'm an addict. Coke is the preference. She gave up on you. I mean, yeah, we were together for four years. It was 18 months ago, uh, 2014, April 20th to be exact. She dumped me over a text. Ouch. Yeah. She took off with her best friend to Jasper for a fuckfest. Dwayne was his name. He'd been waiting to take her for years and got what he wanted. Then the 420 draining happened. You got it. The fucking cops and news said it was a young couple like they were married. Fuck off. And you know your stuff. They didn't find any blood or footsteps in the snow. Dwayne was decapitated, guts mangled, and Emily's blood was sucked dry. I take a gulp of whiskey. 18 months on. I still need to drown my past with a drink after I talk about it. The police think it's the work of a serial killer because of the consistency, Janet says. Yep. They couldn't solve the other five cases or the 420 draining. It leaves me furious. They were stumped. I remember when the cops went public, the news dubbed the killer the drainer. That's what got my attention. You like a scare. Probably why I like troubled boys. I take a chug of the whiskey. It's practically gone now, and I could use more. Too bad. Thanks, Janice says, putting her hand on my leg. For what? I ask, skittish. For having a drink with me. She releases the suggestive touch, taking the bottle from me and downing the rest. I say, Well, same. Thanks for hearing me out. Hard to find. Of course, Janet says. It's nice not to be so alone. She had to bring that up again. Man, if I was in a better mood, I can't recall the last time I got laid. It's getting late, Janet says. I gotta study. Totally, I say. You live near here? Just on university campus. She brushes her hair aside, exposing her bare neck and shoulders. I'll send you a text later in the week so we can meet this Donald guy. What's your digits? Janet gives me her number, and I punch it into my phone, then toss the whiskey bottle into the forest. We get up from the bench, with a stumble, the whiskey hitting. I catch Janet, and she laughs, gaining her balance. This hangover is gonna suck, she says. Yep, I say. I'll catch up with you later. Hey. Janice says. She extends her arms, and at this point, there's no avoiding her hug. She gently glides her arms around me, pressing her body against mine, hugging me tightly. Thanks for talking with me. You're welcome. I pat her back like a dog, hoping to end the hug. The hug holds. Waiting. Janice slides her arms off me, kissing my cheek and breaking free. Talk soon? Uh, yeah. My cheek tingles. 
She turns and walks away slowly. She wants me to walk her home. That's just dabbling with trouble. To me, she is still Skip's girl, and that is the end of it. I'm not going to fuck her if he's not done with her. The only reason she is talking to me because she's got a crush. Plus, she's probably upset about Skip and wants to bone his friend. I don't think she's that hurt. Janet goes west to the university campus, and I head east, back home. I think about the whole night again. The show, big and burly, snorting coke, blood with vomit, the alleyway, Janet. My cheek is still tingling, but I think it's my imagination. I'm barking up the wrong tree. She's just helping me out with a second look into Emily's death, that's all. Oh, shit. My music equipment. Seb probably has it taken care of with his SUV. The guy isn't getting tanked like the rest of us. Uh, pointless thinking. As I do with everything, leaving me without action and rendering me alone. And that is the end of episode six. Huh, they are actually connecting quite a bit, Logan and Janet. Isn't that sweet? They uh, both like creepy, or at least Janet likes the creepy stuff, and Logan just happens to be one of those dark, creepy boys. He needs help uh, with this because clearly he can't go to the cops and he's connecting these weird uh, suspicions about stuff that's not really proof about anything. So he can't just go to the cops at all. He has to do his own investigating. We'll find out what happens next in episode seven. Or you can grab the audiobook, the print book, or the ebook on all the distributors and uh, see the other work that I do too. It's all connected to the macrocosm, all of which you can find out more on the Patreon, where I've got short stories expanding that universe. Thank you, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Ciao.